Hi, I'm Ian Pringle, and this is the Loyalty Podcast from New World Loyalty, where we help you make the most of your loyalty strategies by listening to us talk about what we like to talk about most, which is loyalty and loyalty programs. In this podcast, we'll review our predictions for 2021 to see which came true and which did not. The winner walks away with nothing but the pride of a job well done and a lottery ticket to fill in for me in the weekend. So please welcome our panel tonight, Phil Gunter. Hi, Phil. Good morning, Ian. Stuart Mellon now from Stuart Dennis. Stuart Mellon. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Ian. Hi, everyone. And Craig Grimshaw. Hi, Craig. G'day, everyone. G'day, listeners. And Joanne Ward. Hi, Joanne. Hi there. And uh, Adam Posner. Hi, Adam. Hi, everyone. And a brand new person to the podcast, Simon Morgan. Hi, Simon. Hello, Ian. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. First time on. So you, Thank but, you. Yeah, so um, really welcome. Nice to have you on. That's so fantastic. The four, what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to, I'm going to read out, we're going to review the, our, our predictions for last year. And don't laugh because some of them didn't, some of them are better than others. <laughs> but there we go. Um, so first of all, Adam, you were first on the podcast back in, uh, in, in December last year. And your two predictions were that loyalty will solve deeper problems. And there were moments of, say it together, everyone. brilliant so adam adam have you seen any great examples of both of those things so you can you prove that these came true or not absolutely uh, for sure solving problems let's go to the one that we're all familiar with which is our friend and colleague who's uh, launch built which was the program that solves the problem of paying rent and uh, and dropping your money into a bottomless pit instead earning points and using those points for a whole range of rewards, benefits, and to save for a mortgage. So that solves a problem for all those people in the US that um, can can try and work towards say, uh, getting a home. So I think that's a, a worldwide great example of solving a problem. I think the other one, of course, is pret where we were, this time last year, we were thinking, what are they doing? You know, where they were, for £20 a month, you get five coffees a day. We were thinking, what was all this? But actually, it's been shown now that they they were trying to borrow money and and you know they needed to they needed assets and they needed to prove they had a customer base. So um, two two great examples there of, of of so I think I think you've scored well on that one, Adam. And then what about your, your examples of joyalty? Well, wherever I go, I see joyalty. So you know it's confirmation <laughs> bias. It's absolutely. But actually, one in Australia that I'll just quickly give you a, uh, an example of Woolworths and um, have done a brilliant job with this concept called the good card and it's a little card that the team when they're packing their online orders write a little note um, to the person and a handwritten little note but it's using data because you get a little note with your online groceries and on it it says hi adam thanks for your 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 27th order so they're using some data but they're handwriting a note and putting it in the box so bringing oh, nice. joy to you when you open your box of groceries is a little handwritten note from the team member who 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 packed the goods i think brilliant a moment of joyalty and for a world, for a massive brand to execute that at a local level is brilliant. Especially, but with my handwriting, they'd never read it though, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, very very relevant during the uh, pandemic with uh, you know, lockdowns and, and a lot of people you know, in Adam's neck of the woods in Melbourne being the most locked down city in the world. There's a lot of mental health issues. So a little bit of joyalty is good for the world. Yeah. yeah I, and it can't be anything to do with you not going on about it all the time, Adam. so can we give adam both scores out of out of 10 out of five for both so first first prediction what do you reckon up i reckon that's a a four good great and and moments of jolty yeah four four i'll give give you brilliant 
Yeah, I, I, think, I reckon he knew Bilt was coming. I reckon he was talking to Ken. Yes. He knew Bilt was coming. <laughs> I, I think Some inside. Yeah, yeah. We inside information. Because yeah. <laughs> funny enough, one of Dave's predictions is what he was going to do for the year as well. So, exactly. so there we go. <laughs> On So Alan, who, who isn't here today, he's sick. He's got a bad cough and can't taste anything. <laughs> no, no, um, joking, glass joking, red. joking apart, <laughs> oh, no. joking apart, he isn't very well. So, um, so we, we we wish him all the best. His two predictions for this year was airline subscriptions and growth of digital bank loyalty. So, um, I, th- I think he did fairly well with airline subscriptions. You look, look at uh, Emirates Skywards Plus that launched, uh, you know, back in you know, July August. Um, you know, I think a number of other airlines have sort of started to to pivot towards some paid premium services so um, um, particularly in the in the low cost arena um, they don't have tiers so much they have paid subscription services so yeah I, I think he did fairly well I think he's done well there too mm-hmm. and the has, has anyone heard was, about the take-up of those I, I think uh, the take-ups I might have done but I couldn't possibly say excellent <laughs> <laughs> I get a kick under the table from someone at Emirates I think yeah I um, think so cool <laughs> and uh, the, the next one is the growth of um, digital bank loyalty. Now, I think he's, 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 he was on a good one there too because if you look at the, the starter banks um, in the UK, the, like, you know, the likes of um, Metro Bank and, and Revolut and, and Monzo, they're all, they've all got loyalty propositions now. So, um, so I think he's, he's, he's been on a good one there too. Um, is it, have anyone seen that in other markets as well? Open banking probably hasn't spread throughout the world too much, but... Um... You know, the UK is probably well ahead of everyone else, particularly the US on uh, on a banking platform basis. Um, definitely the UK is leading the world. So should we give Alan a score there? So um, airline subscription? I'll give him a four on that one. Four. And, yeah. uh, and gr- growth of growth of digital bank loyalty? I'm thinking a three. It's bigger than three. I think it's market specific. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can we mark him down for not attending? And, and yeah, yeah, he's not here. Yeah. He's, not here yeah. he's not here, so he gets lower, lower marks. Yeah. And then Craig, you're next. So you, you said the focus on first party data and lack of resources to manage loyalty. Um, that was a that was a shameless pitch for some consulting work. So you better have been busy this year, Craig. Have been busy. Good. So what about the focus on first party data? Yeah, there's even more focus. Uh, like I, the as you're saying, open banking. Um, as part of the journey, but more people are trying to figure out how they're going to talk to the customers. There's been examples of um, companies, both in this neck of the woods, as also in other parts of the world, where they've, they've finally realised they've got a loyalty program and they've actually gone and, and doubled down a bit on it. But it then, which will lead into the uh, 2022 predictions, of it causes some other issues as well. Yeah, I still think it's got a ways to go on this because... If you look at the GDPR, there's still lots of ways you can get hold of data. It's just that regulators are going to start clamping down on it. I think that very few people have gone to court yet. And I think that as, and also as public opinion starts to come around, I think there's going to be more focus on it. But I think I think it's time still to come unless anyone can, can argue otherwise. I, I yeah, think I there, think... Was, there was a lot of noise and activity in terms of cookies going and then suddenly Google put a a halt and said, I will give you some more time. We'll go to 2023. So there was a lot of heat and discussion and debate and loyalty programs, and then suddenly it died down and it'll come back again in 2022. So I I would score Craig three and a half on that one because it was certainly talked about, but then suddenly dropped. Yeah. And lack of resources to manage loyalty. Craig's been busy. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I just look, you look globally and you go, gee, there's been a lack of resource full stop as, as um, migration and immigration um, gets dropped. And also um, people start to, as a, they handled COVID, businesses handled COVID in a way of getting rid of marketing, which tends to include loyalty people, then they gear up again and they haven't got the resource to, to employ and quickly. So yeah, um, I'll give you a I'll give you a four out of five on that one, Craig. I think four. most airlines around the world yeah, have cut back on their loyalty it, resources. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five. It's a five. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no one on the other Joyful. side of the phone. Like Craig says, it's not just in airlines. There's, there's, there's resources problems all over the place. Yeah, there are. I'd that, say that's true. Yeah, that's, that's a cracker. The next was Dave's, which, funny enough, sounds like insider trading now. Now that we um, now that we look at it in the cold light of day, um, Dave said there'll be a loyalty focus on big things like housing. Mm. <laughs> How did that one come to us? <laughs> uh, so, so, and then the next one was an established established brands will focus on Gen Z. So established loyalty programs will focus on Gen Z. So. I think that that on the top one we've got to give him a four, haven't we? Because um, he 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 certainly launched Built, which is the the loyalty program which actually rewards you for your payments on rent. And an established brand will focus on Gen Z. I, I still can't see can't see that. I I think that they should focus on Gen Z, but I don't think people are focusing. I think the traditional loyalty programs are still stuck in traditional ways. Is yeah. What I'm seeing. yeah. Well, yeah. I would say the cashbacks probably are focused more on the Gen Z because they they've yeah. certainly become a lot more popular since COVID. And it's more of an instantaneous reward that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are, are interested yeah. in now. But I totally yeah, I completely agree, agree with that. So, but he said established programs. And oh, established yeah. programs have stayed, and it's the new ones coming in, the cash right. back, which are taking the, the younger. Yeah. Two. Absolutely. Two. Yeah, two. Harsh but fair. It's put in a pub quiz, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fair. Harsh but fair. And, and he's not here. here. Exactly. And he's, he's not, not here. here to defend himself. <laughs> And then Joanne, you're next. Oh, here we go. Ooh, so okay. you said that credit cards will negotiate with the airlines and that credit card spend will count towards status. Well, yeah. And I think, I mean, if you look what's happening right now, especially in North America, you, you see like there's these amazing credit card acquisition bonuses and spend bonuses. So certainly the airlines are working really closely with their bank partners uh, to try to stimulate more spend on those cards to bring in more revenue from selling the points. And then certainly if you look at American, what they've announced um, to simplify how you, you know, how you uh, can earn status, which now can also be strictly just on your spend. You know, some people are saying, well, the frequent flyer programs are now becoming frequent spender programs. So I do think those two have come true. Maybe not everywhere though, you know, not everywhere in the world. I think it's definitely geographic. Yeah. If you look at it's in frequent flyers, the the U.S. market is breaking away from the rest of the world and doing things differently. I won't go into it now, but we should have a podcast on whether it's better or worse because there's some significantly different um, uh, sort of pros and cons to it. The way they're doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I think I think they they were but two good ones. I think that um, I think the, the the credit cards will negotiate with the airlines. I think that's going to be a, a four yeah. and a half, isn't it? Four. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't then, think I don't think the banks have negotiated with the airlines. I think the banks have gone back and actually screwed the airlines on some yeah. deals. So yeah. I think the banks well, have won in this situation because the, exactly. the airlines have just had to take the money that they can get. Yeah, who are you going to borrow money from? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it's who it has, wasn't a fair negotiation. 
So, yeah. so I, think, I think Joanne's got a great, great one there, but I think the power exchange in the negotiation has flipped around to the banks in the last you know, 18 months. Well, exactly. But that's what I said. I said credit card partners will have more influence over yeah, airline oh, frequent flyer so programs. So, so you are here, Joanne. So you, you are here, Joanne. So how are you going to score mm. it? How are you going to give your scores then? Oh, I, I score myself? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to give myself 4.5. 4.5 and, yeah. and for the first one and 4.5 for the other one? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> that, that, means, that means you've taken the lead. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's still more people left that are going to so be scoring the their own. <laughs> now, Mark, 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 who isn't here, Mark, who isn't here, he said that frequent flyer programs will acquire other companies and airlines will, will create new super status tiers because he said that the the t- people aren't going to achieve, achieve tiers during lockdown, so he's going to create super tiers, a super tier for similar to what Joanne was saying, where um, people would be collecting outside of airline flying. So, can anyone think of a FFP that's acquired another company or a non-frequent? Fl- I, I mean, they have an airline. Yeah, that yeah. An a- airline, an airline frequent flyer program has acquired a non-airline company. No, but it was no, reverse. He said a loyalty program will buy or start an airline. Exactly. That's that's what he yeah. meant. So, he was controversial. Yeah, that was he was bold. He was he was basically saying the loyalty programs were saving the airlines. That was that yeah, was his underlying exactly. point. But yeah. the the exact words: a loyalty program has not bought an airline. No. I um. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking a great score. Has, has, has you got any examples of that? No, I that, couldn't find one. Yeah, where no. it, that happened. I mean, it's an um, interesting idea, but I don't. I couldn't think of one that happened. There's, there's a lot of like loyalty programs or, or airlines that are doing like accelerator programs with startups yeah. and things like that, and providing some seed capital, but not where they're buying anything outright. No. So I'm thinking a zero for that, and then the airlines will add new super tiers for status. No, there's been no resources in the airlines, so no one's no, on the tier, and no one's traveling. So I think that's it. I think it's lack of um, they've just they just haven't had the, the space to think about it. I think so. I think it might come in the future. I think that um, they're going to look more at the frequent buyer type relationships rather than frequent flyer types. But I think yeah. that that's not happened yet. So Mark, he's not wearing the leaderboard. <laughs> he's, he's he, he might have been ahead of his maybe. time. He might yeah. be ahead of his time. Maybe I think his, you're very right there, Phil. Maybe right he there. can, yeah, he might be able to roll his over for 2022 and we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And 23 and 24. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but to be fair, he did go out there with a big, bold statement. Still. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Phil, who's been a bit worried about his, he says um, there'll be a status match frenzy and there'll be a return of flight shaming. Well, I... I I, I beginning of the year, I was a bit worried, but the status match frenzy has started. It's, yeah, it's, it's started right in, sure. in earnest now. And I, I always thought that once it started, that everyone's going to respond, and that's exactly what's happening. The, 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 they're, they're popping up all over the place, and they're all trying to poach each other's. And, and in that game, if someone else is poaching yours, you've got to play the game. You can't be... It was like the OK Corral, isn't it? The first six months, all the airlines are in the in the uh, in the in the OK Corral, looking at each other <laughs> over, yeah. and then now just all the guns are going off. You haven't by chance got the canty, though, have you? You haven't got inside knowledge coming <laughs> coming through on that one. <laughs> we, we, had, we had the inside knowledge of, of wanting it to happen, so maybe trying to encourage it to happen, but <laughs> it is happening. Yeah. I think I think that's a five out of five. I think that has happened yep. and it's continu- yeah. going to continue happening. Now, flight shaming is an interesting one because I think that hasn't quite had its day yet. I think no. 
in our predictions for next year, uh, yeah, there's going to be a snowstorm. But um, the, the only flight shaming that's gone on has been everyone taking their private jets to COP26. Yeah, yeah. all, all yeah, the world yeah, leaders yeah. flying yeah. into Scotland. So yeah, Philly, I think that did... one's on hold, um, but it'll come. It will happen. Oh no, no, I know, yeah. but 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 um, Phil, this was predictions for 2021. Now, Stuart, Stuart, it's your turn to come now. So here we go. Oh, yeah. You well, said... I got the raw end of the stick because I was last. So like everyone stole all of mine. <laughs> oh, 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 you said status will stop the Rona. Now, I wasn't even sure what it meant then, let alone when I read, listened back to it now. So if you could explain to everyone what you meant, then we'll perhaps we'll score. So, so basically, airlines started status back in the 80s to separate the people that knew how to travel efficiently through airlines from the, the Joe publics that didn't know how to travel. And so basically, what I'm saying is everyone's going to want status so they can go and sit in exclusive lounges with all their double vaccinated friends or triple vaccinated friends and keep away from the public who may or may not have the Rona. So the idea of using status was to help to segregate yourself from coronavirus. And, and again, in, in the spirit of Joanna, as, you, as Joanna, as you're here, what score do you reckon you give yourself for that? Well, given no one's been bloody travelling too much, <laughs> I'd, I'd give yourself a two on it. Um, a, a two? Generous, think, generous, I think, generous I, I think this, No one's travelling and you give yourself two. Well, no one's travelling too much. So I think, I think as things are. And the lounge is shut anyway. Oh, that's a shut, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think you've talked up a very... In typical of the finance department, he's talked a zero into a two. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if, you, if I can borrow against it, I will. Yeah. Uh, well, and the next one, priority given to cash partners. Yeah, so I think just... I think the words were cash is king, yeah. and um, and basically, I think I think that's been the big focus. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to give myself a five out of five on that. I think you, I think uh, you yeah, quite, uh, quite generous. Uh, yourself five out of five there. <laughs> Airlines have been back borrowing money uh, mm. based on cash flow from uh, loyalty programs yeah. from external partners. And uh, it's all about those credit card deals uh, yep. that Joanne, you know, highlighted as well. Um, so yeah, cash is totally king. Brilliant. Now yep. the next one was um, my predictions. So they were that COVID winners will rush to loyalty. So this was saying the ones who grew massively during co- during the COVID crisis will then launch loyalty programs to shore up their customer base, and there will be a boom in fintech propositions. They were my two. So on the COVID winners. Reckon? rush to loyalty. I think there has been new loyalty programs launched in those spaces, but I don't think it's been a rush to loyalty. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I can support you, Ian. I mean, I've had a rush of clients who have just gone massive in the online, um, who've just absolutely benefited from online and have got all these customers. And I guess just from my point of view, I've had all these new clients come in who want loyalty programs. So uh, a little microcosm for you, but online yeah. retailers, they've rushed to loyalty programs. Now, yeah, Adam, and- I, I had this as well because I had a bit of insight. I, I had a lot, bunch of clients too that were talking about it, which is why I said it, but they haven't actually launched <laughs> <laughs> But they haven't actually launched anything yet. I'm not saying that's a reflection on my consultancy skills. But... <laughs> But Ian, I think one, I mean, there are some pretty good examples, you know, for that, for that prediction, actually. If, if you look at the quick service restaurant industry, certainly, which was, you know, everybody was 
you couldn't dine in. I think they got a lot more people going to, you know, through their drive-throughs and everything. And you've seen, at least here, like a lot of growth in the loyalty apps. And, you know, McDonald's just launched their program, a bu- you know, a bunch of other ones. So I don't know. Like, I, I think you'd, yeah. it wasn't, you, you I agree, well on I that think- one. I think there's, it's pretty strong. And in fact, I think there's a combo, there's a combo uh, effort there. COVID winners rush to loyalty, boom in fintech propositions. Think about buy now, pay later and the, uh, and the sort of boom in loyalty proposition. So you've got a kind of double whammy there, uh, Ian. You've scored in, uh, scored in both. Cause I think buy yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rapidly, I'm hearing, like up uh, to the leaping on the loyalty <laughs> bandwagon. Buy now. Pay later. So that's one point. Puffery. There's nothing going on there. It's like one percent of transactional values. Yeah. It's, no, it's, I know. People you know that rationally, it makes no later. sense, but it is booming. Come on. Yeah, it is. Look at oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And also, oh, they're getting in the, into the loyalty space because Klarna on this side of the Atlantic has just has just bought Stokard. So. Yeah. You know, they for a hundred million, so they're they're spending big money and um, Square Afterpay, yep. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but you so look at all that, the is, talk about the is, reduced valuations going on there as as they start to lift the hood in the due diligence. Yeah, I think um, I did go on to say that there was going to be a boom in fintech propositions followed by a Darwinian cull of bad ideas. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so um, I think. I think there's going to be a. I think we're going to have the phone ringing with people saying they haven't quite got it right. So scores scores for my predictions then. Who's who's going? I can't score myself. Well, how come I had to score myself? You have to score yourself. Hey. Yeah. Because you're polite, Joanne. I'm just going to oh. give myself five and five. <laughs> <laughs> now, if, on COVID winners rush to loyalty, I'm going to go three, and boom in fintech's proposition, I'm going to get for go four. So that would mean that the winner tonight of the, the winner of the um, predictions for 2021 is Joanne Ward in Canada. Oh, Joanne. Am I? Oh, that, that, that's only because I scored myself. No, I think that's that. Well. <laughs> looking through these last night, I was thinking, <laughs> listening to them, on, listening to them back about what was said. I think you nailed it, and I think I was thinking I'm definitely going to give you my predictions for my lottery card for this weekend because you, oh, you okay. nailed exactly what had happened. Maybe I better go so, buy one too. Yeah. <laughs> so well done. And so if everyone wants to listen, Joanne will be commenting on her predictions for 2022 in the next podcast. So as a, as a shameless plug for the next podcast. So that's just about all we've got time for tonight. So it just leaves me to say thank you very much to our guests tonight, who were Phil Gunter. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Ian. Stuart Mellon. Thanks, Stuart. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, everyone. Craig Grimshaw. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Joanne Ward. Thank you. Thank you. Adam Posner, thank you. Thanks and good luck for 2022. Yeah, brilliant. And, uh, and Simon Morgan, thank you and well done. You did, you, you did very well. Thank you, Simon. Oh, thank you, Ian. That's very kind of you. Thanks. <laughs> brilliant. We didn't write Simon. <laughs> if you like this podcast, please like, share a comment on, the, on LinkedIn using the hashtag Lordy Podcast and we'll see you another time. Thank you very much and goodbye.